with Butkus Award winner Teddy Lehman and Tyler McComas. Got an opinion? Make your voice heard on the law offices of Rod Polston, Oklahoma Tax Resolution Line at 405-329-9000. Sound off on the Air Comfort Solutions text line at 405-651-3439. Live from the Brown O'Haver Studios, it's time for The Rush with Butkus Award winner Teddy Lehman and Tyler McComas. You know what? With that gladiator mentality, I like to say that our tank doesn't get empty. Full tank right now for the Sooners with a run rule in their first game against Northwestern. Uh, Hope Troutline looked really good. Just gave up what? I think one hit. I think the only one hit, hit she gave up was and the one home earned. Run. Yeah, yeah. Just one hit, one earned. Run. A handful of walks throughout, but pitched a, a really good game. Jordy Ball came in late, got to face three batters, gave up a couple of hits, gave up a run, uh, but finally uh, got out of there, got a uh, got the final out. But we did see Jordy Ball. It's the first time since what the May Oklahoma 6th. State series, May sixth, yeah, the, the last the time regular season series against Oklahoma State. So been nearly a month since uh, we've seen her in action. And she got out there, got to face some live hitters. And, um, I mean, she looked good. But I, my thoughts are, you know, not being able to listen to the broadcast and just kind of watching from afar, it looked like she wasn't putting everything into every pitch. Uh, that's just a, an observation. I could be wrong on that. But uh, all in all, what we thought, okay, early on, they're down 1-0. This is, you're facing a really experienced, good pitcher here and end up being no problem. Yeah. Two grand slams in the game. Yeah, back-to-back inning. So what did we really find out? I don't know if we really learned anything outside of where, you know, where Jordy Ball's at, but what we found out today, I think, number one, is this offense is clicking at – Oh, man, dare I say a level that even with all the great accolades it's accomplished this year, it's the, it's the best this offense is hitting right now. Are we, all, are we all good with that? Back to the 20-run game against A&M, the last two games against UCF, and 13 runs yeah. in four plate appearances today. I, and, and, and I know that probably in a four-game stretch they've scored more runs than they have the past four games, so I don't know, man. They, they've been racking off runs. But you've got to factor in the level of competition. I am very comfortable saying that this offense right now is as hot as it's been all year long. So I think we, I think we found that out, learned that today, whatever you want to say. Two, right. number two for me is Hope Troutwine is ready for the big stage because as great as she's been this year, yes, it's the first time that she's pitched in Oklahoma City at the Women's College World Series. That is definitely an adjustment. No matter if you're a freshman or a senior like she is, it was her first being exposed to it against a good team, and we just rattled off the numbers for her. She looked just fine. So I don't – not that I was, but I don't worry about Hope Troutwine in the stage moving forward. No, I agree. I agree. What do you think the uh, – what do you think Nicole May's situation is going to be? I do you mean, think she we pitched... see her any or just as needed? Um, Boy, 
I think that that totally depends on Jordy Ball, which moves us to number three, right? I think we found out today that Jordy Ball's not 100%. Now, I don't know how many of us thought that she was going to be 100%. I feel like most of us thought, well, she's going to pitch, not 100%, but we'll see how effective she's going to be. I think Nicole May's availability probably totally depends on if Jordy Ball's a main factor in this thing moving forward or not. And is it fair to say that that's still yet to be determined after today? Yeah. Well, it's yet to be determined by me. I, I'm sure it's totally been determined by Coach Patty Gasso and her staff. But I, I, I think that there's a couple of things here. I think there's a legitimate situation where Jordy Ball is totally 100% raring to go, and they put her out there just to face some live hitters and told her, to hold back, you don't blow this thing wide open. Don't give it everything you got. Just ease into this. Um, you know, get us a, an out here, and we'll close things out. I think there's there's that scenario where she's totally ready. I think there's another scenario where she can pitch, but she's not going to be able to pitch like she pitched the entire season, and they're only going to use her in availability whenever the game has somewhat been decided. Um, I, I think those two situations are, are still up for grabs. Like I, I don't know that we learned anything necessarily yeah. from her outing. And I think there's a chance that Patty Gasol wanted that. All right, let's throw some more smoke out there over Jordy Ball's um, where she's at right now for our future opponents because they're guessing. If you don't know and you haven't been there in in person to witness her her bullpen sessions, you don't have any idea where she is. And I strategy wise, that affects some of the other teams, like knowing who you who you expect to face. Good. Hey, thanks. Text line by the way four zero five six five one thirty four thirty nine is the Air Comfort Solutions text line. Yeah, the, the second run would have been charged to Hope Troutwine because that uh. runner was on base when uh, when Jordy Ball rolled it in the game. So yeah, okay. So technically, Hope gave up two runs, but that does not change my opinion at all about the outing that she had today. I think it was. Right. I think it was fantastic. Um, you guys aren't in, aren't on in Weatherford today. Who do I need to fight? Uh, we'll, <laughs> we'll fight someone there. Uh, but KREF in the App Store. KREF yep, in the App Store. Until we are on, uh, dial up the app. Kendall Easiest says, way to do it. did you guys expect her to be Nolan Ryan in her first um, outing coming back from injury? Here's the thing, Kendall. She's been Nolan Ryan all year long, so kind of. <laughs> she's been so great this year, kind of. No, I didn't know what to expect. I, I'm not. I'm not. In no way am I hinting that what she did was not good. I just I don't know. I I feel like she was holding back, and I think it was purposely. But I don't know. I, I'm not I'm not saying anything about what she did because I just don't know how she feels. Yeah. Like I I have I had zero expectations, and having watched it. I still have zero expectations. I don't know. I don't know what to think. It, it is I mean, a, that's that's not a good or bad thing. I just I don't know. It is a fair take by Kendall though, because think about it, man. She's got she hasn't pitched in almost a month. It's been since May sixth, and also 
she's been so dominant this year that we tend to forget that she's a true freshman, right? And that she's never pitched in this Women's College World Series before. So I think it's totally fair to say, like the text line is pointing out right now, that, yeah, maybe we had – I mean, we have unrealistic expectations for this team at times, but especially today for Jordy Ball. She hasn't pitched in a month. She has some rust, and it's her first time pitching in the Women's College World Series, and we're saying – well, is she okay? She gave up two hits today, you know? I mean, she well, did get out second. of that inning. I, I, I'm not, I don't have any expectations, and I didn't expect her to look any way. I, I'm just com- commenting on what she did look like. I, I mean, I don't – I'm not saying that she looked bad. I'm not even hinting that she looked bad. I'm just hit, I'm all I'm saying is it looked like she wasn't putting everything she had behind it. Yeah. Like she usually does. Like that's I I've got I had no expectations. Like I don't I didn't expect her to go out there and you know strike out the side and look exactly like I didn't have any expectations period. So like I mean I I don't know. I, I, I think I'm explaining my stance pretty clear but Here's, here's the Not great sure. thing, too, is it feels like Jordy Ball's progression in terms of her injury, she's made rapid improvement in a short amount of time. So we've got a long way to go in this tournament, man, until we get yeah. to the championship. I mean, you got, what, basically a week until you get to the championship round. If she's progressed this quickly in this amount of time – well, if she's not where she needs to be right – I mean, she was good enough to pitch. I don't think they'd throw her out there if she wasn't. There's a chance that she's a whole lot better than she was today in a week's time. And I agree with you. Like, it was a good outing today. She got out of the inning and only faced three batters. It was an okay outing. Right. But maybe she's even better in a week's time if, you're, if you get to the championship series. So, there's, well, there's no, some optimism I, I think there. so. And I'm, I'm still, still saying the same thing. Like, I don't think she was – when I say I don't think – I'm not saying I don't think she was 100%. I don't think she was trying to be 100% is what I'm – I'm trying to get at, and yeah. and I, I I don't know. I I think just getting her out there and seeing some uh, some some live hitters, like you said, it's been over a month. This is a a situation where she hadn't been in. Just get her out there in the circle in front of a packed stadium, where you know there's even though that was a low pressure situation, I when you take when you go out there and you're you're pitching in front of that many people on national television with the whole softball world watching and like that's still a high pressure situation no even doubt. though the game is decided i mean that, that that is not you're not pitching in a vacuum out there by any means there's a lot of like self-imposed pressure whenever you're on display like that so yeah just getting her out there try and ease some of those nerves perhaps if you if you do you know start her or need her against Texas at some point. Yeah. The main point today, don't overthink this. 13 to 2, you run ruled a really good softball team in the WCWS in 5 innings. That does yeah. not routinely happen, man. So whatever the speculation is moving forward, you won 13 to 2 today. And again, I, I keep pointing this out, but you had 13 runs and just four four uh, plate appearances today. Cuz OU was yeah. OU was the home team, right? Yeah, OU was the home team. And they didn't even get to hit in the bottom of the fifth inning. So they're, they're crushing the ball right now. And I don't know about you, but my stance as of right now, I, I, couldn't feel, 
I don't think I could feel better about where this team is at right now and how well they're playing. Now, do I wish Jordy Ball was 100%? Sure, but even factoring that in with what Hope Troutwine and Nicole May look like right now, the way that they're hitting, playing defense, all that, I, um, I, I couldn't feel better about where this team, what they're doing right now and how hot they are. I feel great about it. Yeah, here's the thing. They have a good enough offense to win the College World Series if they don't have the best pitching. Yeah. And I think they've got good enough pitching to win the College World Series if they don't have the best offense. And there's no one else in the tournament that can say that. No one. No, not not even close, man. I mean, there, there's, there's some really good qualities about the other teams that are there, but – on both sides like that, that's – I mean, even a team like Oklahoma State, that's that's pretty tough for them. So, I agree with that. Yep. I mean, they're, I mean they're, they're in a great spot. I, not super surprising. It's what elite teams do. And teams that have championship DNA and have played in this thing before, you got championship DNA, man. It's – we talk about it with football all the time. It's finding a way to play your best ball at the, the right time of the year. And this team routinely finds a way to play their best ball at the time at the right time of the year. And here they are again. Here they are again with a great chance to win it. And I know Most, that th- I know that this is premature, man. I understand it's premature. We got a long way to go. But the way that they're handling teams right now, and I don't expect every single game to be a thirteen to two cake cakewalk from here on out. But if they throw up more scores like this from here on out, that that best team ever line is going to get stronger and stronger as we go along yeah um i uh, to me in order to beat oklahoma right now you're going to have to have some unreal defensive plays like you're going to have to have layout catches and just plays that are not routine. You know what I'm saying? As, as good as their OU's yeah. offense is right now, as good as they're hitting the ball, you're going to have to have like just just crazy plays that are going to keep them from scoring. And on the other side, you're going to have to just get lucky on some placement because it's going to be hard to just square stuff up against their pitching. You're just going to have to be lucky with where the ball happens to go. And you know, you know what? And sometimes that's a factor. In the five innings that were played today, you know, Northwestern actually got one of those breaks that you're talking about because in the bottom of the second, OU gets the leadoff runner on, and you kind of felt like, all right, here you go. They're, they're about to have a nice inning. And Kenzie Hansen squares one up but hits it just right at the third baseman. I think mm-hmm. it was Lindsey Elam wasn't able to get back in time. And they doubled them up. So two outs, nobody on, and Northwestern eventually gets out of the inning. Those are the types of plays that you're talking about. I mean, you're going to have to get balls that are hit right at you and make plays on them. That happened today against Northwestern, but the next two innings, what, they score 13 runs combined? So you're right. You have to have that, but it does not guarantee anything with this offense. Yeah, well, you're going to have to have that, and you're going to have to have, like, on offense, being able to – uh, you're not going to be squaring stuff up a whole lot. So, like even like some of Northwestern's hit hits, like the the hits that Jordy Ball gave up. The one up the middle was a it was a tweener. Yeah, I mean, yeah, it wasn't well hit. hit at all. But it happened to be 
in the only spot up the middle to where the shortstop and second base couldn't get to it. And, you know, the first hit she gave up in left field was, you know, eight inches fair. So it's it's gonna be it's gonna be stuff like that where you're just kinda you're putting it in play and it just happens to fall in the exact spot you kinda need it to. So like even the final out that they got was a dribbler to shortstop that because there was runners on she wasn't going to be able to get her at first base, but she was able to get the out, the force out at second because the ball was so horribly hit. It was almost hit so poorly that it turned into a good, right. you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like That's the type of stuff you're going to have to Yeah, to, she didn't give up a home run it. or anything today. I mean, no. you're right. It's I, I don't think that there's a crazy freak-out narrative around her, but if that Second, that second hitter, that ball doesn't get through. Then it's just, you know, okay, well, she looked great. We'll see if we see her yep. against. Um, but as it stands right now, and this is a total guess, I would guess we see Hope Trout wind against Texas on on Saturday. Yeah, yep. I, well, I don't know what to expect, honestly. I really don't. I don't either. But that's a guess. I mean, yeah, she does. She does have the hot hand. I mean, she's given up what. One run and one, well, I guess two. Two runs and, like, four hits throughout the postseason? Yeah. I mean, you can't, there's probably no one else that's that's uh, got those numbers right now. Everyone, so. Every one of the text lines, uh, all, not, they're all making fun of what Barstool Northwestern, they were talking trash earlier in the week. They had to resort to, Remember, I, I told you that Texas fans do this, and it's the ultimate sign of defeat. Resting easy, knowing we won't go ba- go back home to Norman, Oklahoma, after this tournament is over. Hmm. Ultimate sign of defeat. You've got nothing else to say. And then they posted a picture of Caleb Williams. So, yeah. Well, where are they going back to? Uh, Chicago, where there's no crime. Yeah. They're going back to the place where, well, we all know. All right, uh, quick timeout. More from the rush coming up. Final hour rolls on. Remember, we got the Belmont Steaks coming up Saturday, June 11th. They've got $8 Belmont Jewels all day made with Jack Daniels, plus free hot dogs while supplies last. Starts at 2 p.m. Stay tuned. That's Bob Stoops on with us. I think the first week of the regular season for OU softball. Bob's uh, in France right now, but I'm going to go ahead and guess that he found a way to watch this OU softball game today. Uh, what a result, 13-2. to So OU moves on to play Texas. Teddy, that's going to be Saturday, 3 p.m. on ABC. OU in Texas in the winner's side of the bracket, the Women's College World Series, a Saturday at 3 p.m. I'm sure it's going to be hot. I don't know what the weather forecast looks like for that day, but you talk, to, you talk about a packed Hall of Fame stadium, that place is going to be sold out, dude. No doubt about it. No doubt about it. That it, The atmosphere at today's game looked awesome. And is it the same 
is it like session tickets? Is that how that works? Yeah, so like today, for instance, you either have session one or session two tickets. Session one, you get the first two games of the day. Session two is about to begin. You get the two nightcaps. That's how it works. Gotcha. Gotcha. Yeah. Um, yeah, the atmosphere is going to be crazy there. I cannot imagine what it would be like if you have a – well, gosh, either an OU Texas or an OU Oklahoma State. But I think for the most part, if you have Oklahoma, Oklahoma State facing off in the final series, that would just be yeah. that'd be wild. It's 2 p.m., by the way. All times are Eastern on this bracket that I was looking at. So, yeah, it's, ah. it's 2 p.m. 2 p.m. On, uh, on Saturday. Here's the deal, man. Pitching depth is key to winning a national championship. OU had the best one-two punch in 2013 mm-hmm. with uh, Kalani Ricketts and Michelle Gascoigne. Now, G. Warris kind of single-handedly carried them to a WCWS last year, but normally you have to have pitching depth, and OU does have pitching depth right now. We know that. But if, if you just keep winning, Teddy, you're going to get a day off in between games. They get a day off tomorrow. They don't play until Saturday. And if you win on Saturday, you don't play until Monday. And if you win that first game on Monday, then you won't play until Wednesday. So this sets up very nicely for OU, even with the pitching depth that they have, that if they just keep winning until the championship series, you're going to get a day off. Every, I mean, I don't think that that's a bad thing for this team either. No, no, I, I agree. Um, and that can make things way easier on you last year they made things difficult on themselves yeah because not only are you um not only you rested it's not just it's not just rest it's it's the constant stress of being one game from elimination right like whenever you're sleeping at night there's anxiety about where you are and, and just living under that constant stress of you cannot have anything happen, any mistakes, or the season is over, like that's where the real fatigue comes in. So if you're winning and you continue to look good and you're comfortable, plus you've got days off in between, like you're dodging like the most taxing part of it is living that anxiety of, of being eliminated. Yeah, and, and some would say, nah, you're red hot right now at the plate. You want to play every single day. Well, they had a layoff in between the regional and the super regional and the super regional and the Women's College World Series. It doesn't really look like three or four days off is phasing this offense right now. In fact, it kind of feels like the offense is getting better as the postseason rolls on. That's what it feels like yeah. to me, even with those days off in between. Yeah, and, you know, with days off in between – my guess is they're not just totally free from doing anything. They're going to have, yeah, of course, like they're they're in the middle of a college world series. They're going to be pretty much on lockdown, and they're going to have uh, hitting practice, fielding. I mean, they're they're still going to be sure. It's not like they're showing up having not done anything for you know a day and a half or however yeah, long. Yeah, but been. Th- this is why it's a point you made last segment about what it's going to take to beat OU. If OU stays in the winner's bracket, I think we both agree there's some really good pitchers left in the Women's College World Series. But you're not going to beat OU with your with your number two. You're not going to beat OU with your number three. 
you're going to be if, – if you beat OU, it's going to take an epic performance by your ace. So the deeper that we get into this thing, we're going to see pitching staffs that are more taxed, especially if OU stays mm-hmm. on the right side of the bracket. OU will put themselves in really good shape to not necessarily always face a fresh ace from the other team and maybe a pitching staff that's really taxed. And if, if that's what they see here moving forward – they're, they're going to be in good shape. Won't be the case on Saturday. Haley Dulcini will be rest, and, and, and she'll give a great effort, but you, you just can't, you can't get deep down your pitching staff and expect to beat OU. You, you can't happen. That's right. That's right. Um, we got a lot of text to get to, by the way. Let's do that. Good. Uh, right. From the 918s, one of the grand slams today was only a couple of inches over the fence, and an outfielder dropping quickly and a hop at the fence could have saved it. Teams are going to have to make those plays against OU. Yeah, yep. That's the. I mean, that's the stuff we're we're talking about. Is you're going to have to have defensive plays that are out of the ordinary. That that's something like that is exactly what we're talking about. Yeah. Good point on the text line about Jordy Ball. She faced their three, four, and five hole hitters. The meat of their order, essentially. Yeah. Yeah, and. Looked good. Looked good. Was able to end the game. Um, you know, I, I still go back to say the same thing because I feel like I was painted into a corner as saying something that I didn't. Which I love. Didn't expect anything from her. I, she did. I, it's not that she didn't live up to what I thought she was going to look like. I didn't know what she was going to look like. And not knowing what she was going to look like, I, I still think that she was able to get by their three, four, and five hole hitters not giving 100% effort, like three-quarter arm in the thing in there is what it looked like to me. Yeah. Pump the brakes a little, guys. This team is on a one-game winning streak. They can be beaten. And the two teams that have done it are in this thing. Totally think we'll win it all, but slow your roll. Actually, they're on like a six-game winning streak, not a one-game winning streak. Yeah, the last game they played was not the Big 12 tournament championship against Oklahoma State. Uh, If you totally forget about regionals and super regionals where they've played amazing softball, then you would be correct, but that's not the case. Yeah. um, this I I think we're just – we're all right getting over-the-top excited about this team. They've lost two games all year long. What's their record now? Are they 55-2 and two on the year? I think they can handle it if this uh, little old radio show gets excited about them. It's, it's okay. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's um, – is it premature? I don't think so. Um, because it's the same thing we've been – and it's not just like – You've been saying this, and I've been like, pretty much most of the softball world has been saying like that's how that's how good this team is right now. And there's been some dips throughout where they didn't have their best. Not that they didn't have their best for long stretches, but here and there, like, even in games where they won, you looked at it and said, "Eh, that was probably way closer than it could have been," which is because they've they've set such a high bar for themselves. But like. Since they've gotten the postseason or into the into the regional super regionals, anyways, 
Like they've they've cranked it up a notch, and yeah. you're seeing seeing what they truly have to offer. Steve and Broken Arrow, we were better in golf and tennis, and Texas won the Natties in those sports. Going to be tough Saturday. Texas is hot. Dolcini already beat OU once. I think OU will be ready. Yeah, me thinks that that's the thing is that's one side of it is well, she's beaten OU before, but I feel like this team is so focused and quite frankly so PO'd that that happened to them and Texas celebrated the way that they did in Austin, I almost think that Dolcini beating OU that game is going to turn out to be a negative for Texas. Maybe that's just the homer in me. I don't know. But I feel like this team is, all right, you beat us once. That's not to your advantage. That's actually to ours. Watch this. Yeah. Yep. No, I mean, I think there, I think there can be some truth to that. Like when you lose to someone and have a chance to, to avenge that, Whenever the meaning is way bigger than it was whenever you played previously, I do think that is whenever you're the better team, right? And we are the better team. Like, if you're not the better team and you beat someone, well, then, you know, whatever. But when you're the better team, it's your advantage to be able to to avenge that game whenever there's way more on the line. Uh, Real quick before we hit a break. Now, I'm looking at the bracket. You're going to play Saturday at 2 p.m. on ABC. And if you win that game, it looks like you play Monday at 11 a.m. So the 11 a.m. crowd not going to be happy about that. Yeah, that's dumb. Yeah. Now they built that in because of an if necessary possibility. They'd play right after at 2.30, but Monday at 11 a.m., which is basically a – uh, semi-final matchup, yeah. Hmm. Yeah, that's dumb. I think I think all of the games, like, I, I know you can't do all of them, but you should have as many primetime games as you can. Right. What you said, that, that's going to be on Tuesday? Monday. Which Monday? That is annoying, but the place will still be packed Monday at 11 a.m. Do any of yeah. us doubt that? When does the championship series start? Uh, Wednesday. Wednesday at 7.30, Thursday at 6.30, and the if necessary is Friday at 7.30. Awesome. So prime time starts then. That's great. Last year, what we had a – was it a cancellation, and then we had to play the final game at, like, noon the next day or something? Well, the game three, the if necessary, was during the show last year. Um, it yeah. ended before – yeah, I think it started at, like, 2 is when it started. Yeah, because it was – I think it was canceled the night before, wasn't it? Because of weather? Yeah, there was a cancellation at some point. I don't remember exactly what night it was. So, yeah. And then – because it was supposed to be in prime time, and they didn't have it, and instead of having it the next night in prime time, they had like a the NCAA track and field on yeah. or some Yeah, it was – wasn't like an that. OU James Madison game? Wasn't it pushed to the next day because of that track? Like, they beat yeah. James Madison earlier in the day. I think – both like Monday and Tuesday during our show, they were playing in just the heat of the day in the afternoon. Something like yeah. that, yeah. Yeah. Well, I know the championship game, like they, the one they won it on was rescheduled and it happened during the day. Yeah. Yeah. So well, they set it up better this year, at least. Yeah. I think they heard the outcry last year. Hope so. All right. Quick timeout. More from the rush coming up. A couple of segments left. Stay tuned.
If you haven't heard the news, what were you doing? OU dominates Northwestern today, 13-2 in the first round of the Women's College World Series. OU Texas coming up next on Saturday. Oklahoma State going to play the late game tonight. And the three Big 12 teams are rolling right now, man. OU playing its best softball of the year, which isn't that crazy to say, Teddy. The team that's 55-2 and on the year is playing its best softball of the year. Texas is definitely doing that right now. Oklahoma State looks like they're doing that coming into this thing. I um, I think there's a chance here that we have three Big 12 teams in the Final Four of this thing. Three of the four semifinal teams could be Big 12 teams at this at this rate. Yeah, uh, I agree. At this point, I'd be shocked if it was not two Big 12 teams in the championship. Um, now someone may catch fire, and that's coming from a guy that hasn't seen a lot of these other softball teams play a whole lot. So Florida is the team I think you might need to keep yeah. your eye on that could catch. You know, they got some championship DNA. I mean, they're a good softball program, so I'd, I'd watch out for them. Yeah, no, that that's I agree with that. Um, you know, the Oklahoma State. If you were to catch them in the final series that would probably be like the most rewarding win like championship yeah but it's also the one like it's the biggest risk and it's the biggest reward (laughs) right no doubt i mean i i you would celebrate as the final out happens but it would just be like oh god i can live in this state for the next year thankfully Oh, thank you. It would just be because rightfully so, Sooner fans are very, very, very proud of their softball program. And to lose a national championship series to your in-state rival. Oh, my gosh. Don't even – I'm just saying, like, that is (laughs) the the thing, like, one of the things you cherish the most, other than football, is probably the the thing that you cherish the most right now, other than football, to lose that to an in-state, like, not, it, it, losing it to Texas is one thing, but. No way. That would be, so it's the biggest risk and it's the biggest reward. Yeah, it would be sweet, though. I think that uh, the two teams are going to get there. Bedlam in the championship series, I think OU wins it 2-0. By the way, Blaine just sent me the updated uh, championship odds for the tournament. <laughs> Look at this gap. OU is minus 800 to win the national championship. OSU has the next best odds at plus 600. Texas plus 800. Florida plus 900. UCLA plus 1,000. Arizona plus 1,200. Oregon State plus 2,000. Northwestern plus 4,000. So anyone other than OU in the tournament, if you bet on it and hit it, you're going to make some serious cash. But you've got to bet, what, $800 just to win $100 on uh, OU winning the national championship right now. Right. Huge, huge gap. Yep, that's that's pretty wild. Um, But let's not get ahead of ourselves – this team has a one-game winning streak, Tyler. Oh, gosh. 
that person responded and said, oh, yeah, you're right. I felt good in 2004, too. I just guess we just can't lose. <laughs> it's a radio show. We're out for entertainment. I, I, I mean everything that I've said up to this point, but it's a radio show. Yes, I'm going to get over I mean, oh, my God. Yeah. They're, they're fine, okay? We're well, not no, going to jinx it, them. It'd be pretty compelling to hear you say, well, I don't know. We'll see what happens. I mean, it's a good win, but we'll see. I mean, a long way to go. <laughs> Let's hit a break. <laughs> right. Uh, it's all in good fun. It's all in good fun. Uh, I did go downtown today, Tyler. Ruff, and And... Hotels downtown, Omni, uh, the new First National building that's opened up. Um, oh, what's the one right there on the corner? Oh, gosh. Not the Skirvin. What's the other one? I can't Renaissance? Remember. No, 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 no. Um, someone will text it in. I can't believe I can't think of it. But, anyways, a lot of buzz around there this morning, people. Um, Looked like they were gearing up to go watch some softball yeah, in the afternoon. They actually have a pretty cool thing going on. And um, I had someone on the latest episode of the Diamond Envy podcast. Go download uh, and subscribe to that. Uh, did have Michelle Gascoigne on last night. No big deal. She's just oh, nice. a OU alum and the Northwestern pitching coach. But um, Embark OK started this thing for the Women's College World Series because it's so tough to get down there at times with as many people that are there to park. They're doing this thing where you can park at the convention center in OKC, and they mm-hmm. have a shuttle that leaves every 30 minutes, and it's only 4 bucks a person to get over to the facility. So that causes a lot. I mean, it relieves a lot of the stress that goes into parking at Hall of Fame Stadium. And also, they have um, from Remington Park – to Hall of Fame Stadium, they've kind of built this trail and they built this walkway to where it's a lot shorter walk than what it's been previously. So nice. good job by Oklahoma City for, you know, noticing the obvious increased attention that this thing is getting and making it more fan-friendly. And, you know, normally when you you get easier accessibility, that means you got to pay a whole lot more money to get that. But 4 bucks a person – and they shuttle you over, I, I feel like that's a pretty good deal. And that's a 24-hour pass, by the way. So you can use it multiple times a day. Does the path from Remington go down onto the track and take the first corner furlong uh, around the track before it heads off to Hall of Fame Stadium? Yes. And knowing Remington, I'm sure that there's even a betting booth uh, live from the Louisiana Downs that you can place bets on before you get over to the stadium. <laughs> there's probably someone calling it, too. Hold on, I hold on, I gotta put, uh, I'm going to put 20 on the five horse. I'm going to box the five and the four here before we go to the stadium. <laughs> oh, great. That's oh, fantastic. All right, let's hit a timeout here. Cold Hotel is what you're Cold talking Cord. about, by the Thank way. Thank you, text line. Cold Cord, yes. It was popping downtown today. Um, it's not like – who was it that – oh, gosh – was it Clay Thompson's dad? Someone said that Oklahoma City downtown's a ghost town or something like that. There's never anyone there. Um, Probably some West Coast moron that said that. Yeah, that's who it was. Uh, they would love to see it today. It was it was popping. It was really really cool to see. All right, uh, quick timeout. We'll come back and wrap things up here from Newcastle Casino next. 